0: welcome to the Cannes Projects podcast where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature and wellness. And I'm your host today, Shane McKay. We're missing Chris today, who's on seasonal duties um, uh, as an elf, some kind of elf or something like that. Um, so Chris isn't with us today, but we've got, uh, which he was really disappointed actually, we've got because we've got a really wonderful guest, a returning guest back with us um an expert in his field an absolute legend really um ed opperman who is was a digital forensics expert he's a private investigator and he's also a true crime talk radio show host um over there on uh the OppermanReport.com. and he's got a great show guys he's gone a long time and he's he's had some really fascinating guests on and covered a lot of really interesting stuff a lot of stuff. Um, a lot a lot of pioneering stuff I'll just say. And uh as far as news and important things that that, 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 that to be informed about and um I gotta say yeah, it's got a he's got a great sense of uh justice and fairness. So he's a person I love to listen to and love to speak with as well. And you can find his archives for free over there on spare dot com. Or if you'd like to support him and get some of the the the, the hottest juiciest stories before anybody else find them on Patreon that's the Opperman report over there on Patreon and he's on Twitter you'll find him on Twitter if you if you venture over there but today I thought it would be great to have Ed in to talk a bit about the impact that uh, technology and the internet has had and is having on culture and society and we touched on this a little bit with uh, Ed um, on the first show he was in with us with and I really highly encourage uh, our audience if you haven't heard that yet to go and check that out it was a very fascinating topic but Ed being a digital forensic expert knows a thing or two about the internet and being a PI as well he knows that he's picked up one or two things he's actually written a book as well Uh, I'll I'll, I'll fire up the the link later it's called a step-by-step guide to uh, becoming a a successful private investigator I'll have to get the full the full title off Ed right now Ed how are you doing buddy are you there Shane, thank you so much for inviting me back. And by the way, thank you for all your
1: compliments about the show and stuff like that. But the audience needs to know that Shane's been a huge backbone of the Opera Report for years and years and years. Helping with all kinds of technical stuff (laughs) and uploading shows and all, all kinds of stuff. So thank you again. Uh, my brother, Shane McKay.
0: Oh, you're more than welcome, Ed. I was always happy to help you. You know, it's, gr- it's great work. I'm, I'm, I'm always interested in, in good works. Mm. So w- w- what's new since we were talking last week kind on of, the first day we were on, we really got into kind of a bit of your background and some current stuff. And w- what's the latest in Florida now? The, the, I know the geez, jeepers, actually, we just had that really bad storm in Kentucky and stuff. Um
1: yeah, thank God we weren't affected by that. But we do get tornadoes down here in Florida. As a matter of fact, the first night I moved down here, we had a tornado. And I didn't even know what county I lived in. <laughs> so i watched on the news and they're saying, okay, don't worry. It's moved out of this county and it's heading toward this other county. I didn't know if it was heading toward me or away from me. So was, and it says, take the usual precautions. I said, what are the usual precautions? How the hell do I know? So... Uh, you know, I think the most exciting thing that's happening since I've been down here is finding those otters in my backyard the other day. <laughs> that's been the happiest thing. Um, otherwise, uh, uh, I am working on a, a big thing behind the scenes, a big news story that's going to be coming out uh, about a, a local congressman. I shouldn't say local, but, but a sitting congressman uh, who is a sex tape and there's also uh, all kind of stuff coming out. This guy, big, big scandal coming up. It's going to be all over the news.
0: OK, OK. More more, more the same than people can kind of expect Hope to expect, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Good. So, and you've been you've been busy. I think have you? You've been really busy. You're you're up to your eyes, really. Um, How how is the eye actually?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I hurt my eye. uh, Like Shane knows, Friday night I couldn't do my live show because I'd scratched my cornea, and on my uh, left eye, so I was up all night. And uh, one of my contact lenses actually got stuck in there, so I had to spend the whole day yesterday at the ER. Uh, so anybody out there, you know, I got a lot of emails. One guy told me that I should put some urine. I said, I should take some <laughs> of my own urine and put it in my eye. I would say one thing, of the what's most wonderful thing about being on the radio is all the medical advice you get from all the experts <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah,
0: the free, the free advice. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: but my eye is really feeling, I put the contact lenses back in just a little while ago and no pain or anything. So I'm doing good. I got a road trip tomorrow, so I got to be in shape for that, so. Right.
0: Great. And, and 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 how's the new year looking? Are you kind of you, you get a little, little bit of respite in before a new, new year kicks in, then?
1: Well, not really, no, because like we were saying off the air, December is the biggest month for ad or radio ad advertising revenue. So you got to really pump out the content and promote your content. So I expect to be working, for, except for this four days where I'm taking this trip, which I'm really regretting that. It cost me a lot of money. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but uh, so I'm taking this trip. Uh, pick up my daughter from D.C., bring her back and uh, then she can help me get some stuff done. Uh, but really, no, I'm not expecting any rest <laughs> until okay. after January, you
0: know.
1: Oh, uh, we'll, but in, in, the, in the summer, we're going to spend a, a month in New York City, we're going to go to New York oh, City right. for a month.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, lovely. And um, I was going to ask you, oh, it escapes me. Oh, it's gone. Um, Sorry, um, I'm a wee bit scared here. Do you know, we just had a st- really big storm here as well. There were like, it was like a, uh, like red warning and like whatever, Ooh. a lot of different counties. And it was like, don't nobody leave their house, but it's not, it's not, I mean, it is, you can see it kind of incrementally. The weather just is so like uh, wild now everywhere. It's happening everywhere. I mean, it's something we do, we do talk about a lot on here is the environment, you know, and, 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 and you know, the, we're going to get into this a bit. It's kind of relevant to what we're going to be talking about. how we'll, You know, as far as wellness and our health and our mental health and things like that, our environment is such a, a, a huge part of that. And that doesn't just mean, you know, like the pollution and things like that. That means how we actually treat each other and deal with each other. And um, I definitely think that mobile, mobile phones and, and the way they've they're not really wouldn't even call them a phone anymore it's like a mobile device now is kind of what they call it like um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword I think you know where especially now when people are feeling have been and are feeling very isolated that it's been there's been good good good, good pros and cons of being able to to, 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 to reach out I suppose I suppose it's, it's a great thing being able to reach out but there's this other kind of Kind of toxic element that's that that's really picked up with, with social media. Um, even you see now with, with, with school children and stuff. Now they've, they've started to say how you know bullying now as a problem has has turned into this other thing now because it, 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 you know kids they have a phone or young 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 adults with phones and stuff and and and, and they get bullied and stuff and then. They go home and then, but they're bringing the bully with them into their home now. You know, um. So, what do you what do you reckon, Ed? You, I know you. I've heard you say how um you only just got your mobile phone kind of in the last. Was it kind of just around the pandemic started? Was it or? Well, yeah, when I took my trip out to, to
1: Florida, that's when I, I, I needed to. Yeah, I, I had to get a cell phone for the GPS and stuff like that. The you know the directions. Um. I actually uh wrote a whole bunch of notes about this very topic. You know, how much? Uh, okay, I got into mobile phones really before anybody, because I was the first guy in the whole country to go into a mall and sell cellular phones from a kiosk in a mall. Okay. So when you see all those kiosks selling phones and the devices and stuff like that, I invented that. <laughs> You'd think I'd be a billionaire and I'd be the next uh, uh, gates or something, but just uh, always have uh, my own worst enemy. But uh, so I was into cell phones way back in the early 2000s, even the, the late 90s. And uh, I got burnt out from them back then, you know, Mm. and stopped uh, answering my phone altogether. I I set up an answering service to answer my phone uh, because just overwhelming phone calls and stuff. It's always been a problem my whole life. Um, I was making some notes about this because I was thinking about this whole very topic. And uh, one of the things when you're angry at somebody, a spouse or a loved one, that uh, you'll do to punish them is you'll stop speaking to them. You stop speaking to this other person. That's a form of punishment. That's yeah. one of the worst things you could do. We don't. We no longer yeah. speak. You know, there's such power in the spoken word. And this is no, uh, in the first chapter of the Bible, Bob, the, the God spoke, you know, God, the word was God. God was the word. And he spoke these things into existence. The spoken word has such power to it. And even when you're speaking to somebody in person, you know, that this passion, there's saliva and, and, you know, there's blood and this warmth coming from, you know, the contact mm. that we've now, in such a short time, the past 10 years, we've totally gotten rid of it. Yeah. And okay, even ver- yeah even verbal communication over the phone, we've gotten rid of it. And we've taken another extent to written. now Everyone just wants a text back and forth. People are afraid to talk on the phone. Uh, so it, this cannot be
0: good for us. No. Um, the speed is, I think, the, how fast it's happened is, is the probably... Right that like that's quite worrying because now like the kids today there's no real roadmap on how to even deal with it because it's so new and um it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of cigarettes almost the way like you know it was known way back it's like th- that these things are bad for us but there was no precedent set
1: i i can remember when i was a kid and uh they changed i was about 19 years old and my, and my brother had a a baby and they were living with us you know and uh they had they, strollers came out. These be baby carriages. You'd have a carriage, your baby would be lying down, your baby staring at you as you push the carriage. Strollers came out and it was this big controversy. Well, now you're not, you don't have eye contact with your own baby. The baby's looking wow. ahead. You don't have eye contact with your child like you used to have. Mm. Now we have, I can remember picking up my daughter at school and she was in the third grade and every parent there is staring at their phone instead of making any kind of contact with their kids. Sometimes the kid's five, ten feet behind them, following them. Yeah. You know, and now... Ten years later, the kid has a phone too. Yeah. You know, staring at their own phone. Yeah. So that uh, cannot be good for us. Uh, I regret now. I, I, you know, I'm sucked into it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. on Instagram and all that nonsense. But I totally regret it.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of like that as well. But I did, I did get to the point myself where I kind of, I was avoiding. I had the same smartphone for like seven years, and you know the way that like every after you buy a new phone, and then after a period you have to upgrade it, and if you don't keep yeah. upgrading it eventually your apps won't work anymore. So I was kind of, I'm not buying into this, you know, I just want a phone. And I stuck with that phone uh, for a long time and it was, it it served me well. Um, And then I did kind of get to a point where though I was like, you know, well, you know, I think doing the show now, I kind of like, I did want to kind of cover these topics a bit like to do with, 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 with technology and social media and stuff like that. And I suppose it's only really fair that I do kind of take a proper look at it personally. And I totally agree with you. It does have a way of kind of, and Chris has said the same thing. It's like it kind of sucks you in, you know what I mean? And I mean, we're we're, we're, we're. adults, you know, we we can be responsible for ourselves. But these things, it's like a slot machine, you know what I mean? They're designed to keep you kind of engaged, you know. And like I've said it on here before, you know, that, you know, the people who who, who make these apps or these phones and things, you know, they'll, They'll kind of say, "Well, I mean, now it's changing. They kind of, they've kind of had to, they kind of have to make it healthier and to, to to seem more healthier." And we'll we'll see how how it plays out. But um, did I mean I've heard I've heard I've heard of different different uh, tech companies saying how you know they, they they don't make it addictive. They just want to keep the user in, as engaged as possible and coming back as often as possible. Now they might not call that addiction, but to me that's what exactly what it sounds like.
1: Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of positive and negative reinforcement, the little likes and the clicks and the numbers. And I was just thinking the other day, this is fascinating. It's me saying everything all falls together. And I was just thinking the other day, I was going to do this on Friday and I was going to talk about it. Is one? I think one of the luckiest things that happened to me when I got into this radio business is that uh, YouTube shut down my first YouTube account. I had gotten to 3,000 followers. I was making 300 a month. And, and then when I got to... Th- Twenty thousand followers i was still making 300 a month okay <laughs> <But laughs> my second account when i set up the second one but that first account because i was so excited i remember i was on on that crazy radio station freedom slips you know yeah. uh and uh, um what do you call it the uh, my first week there is the highest youtube count for, for the station and so i was so excited by that you know and i see now if i had stayed sucked into that youtube world Focusing on likes and views and comments and all that nonsense and trying to increase your subscribers. And and I see these guys talking to their YouTube followers when they're doing their radio show. What the hell? You got a whole audience out there. Not these little YouTubers. Yeah. and and, Because it's addictive and it's positive. And plus, I did a whole show about YouTube Makes You Crazy. They have that whole, what they're recommending to you, you know, Mm. Uh, that stuff. It's all just bizarre stuff, you know taking you further and further down a rabbit hole. And, and with the data mining abilities that they have now, well, and it's, all, it's not the government, it's capitalists doing this. It's yeah. data mining to sell your information and, and manipulate your thinking. And just think, Sean, uh, all, Google and YouTube and all these services and Instagram ha- have a total different um, imprint of me and an imprint of you. So they could be directing me to totally different stuff. You and me do searches. They're sending me information. So I think I'm right. You think you're right, you know. And uh,
0: it's just yeah, it just leads to conflict, really. Like, uh, but I oh. I think it's like it's an exploitative, in my eyes, an exploitative platform. You know, like we, we 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 like we've we're we're on YouTube, but like we're. we're we put stuff out there when we when we want to get it out there, you know, if we, but I'm not I'm not like I'm not chasing the the, the yeah. subscribers and the and the likes and the thousand watch hours or whatever it is. Like it's it's like they're they are asking for like a ton of free content from their creators before you get anywhere near monetization. And uh I mean that's one thing, but like the 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 the, the, the I mean YouTube has had like a pretty interesting like um history you know and uh, I kind of uh, I'm very du- dubious of them like I don't know if you remember Ed's um, th- th- there was um, a story a good a good few years back up there was an invest I think it was an investi- some kind of investigative journalist was undercover in YouTube and they basically brought it to the it t- their boss's attention within there that like hey like what's all this kind of dodgy content we've got on here that's right. not really being um, handled properly and they they were told like well look look we've got bigger things to worry about and the whole thing the whole story blew up but it was still years until actually anything every, anything really happened and then there was a there was a case there in germany where a, 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 a parents advocacy group settled with youtube um outside of court for like a quarter of a billion or something um because basically the what they were what they were what they were kind of like it was right before that YouTube Kids thing came out and I was like quite, I was kind of following that the whole thing myself because I'd be, I'd be at home, I've told the story before on but I, uh, already, but I, I'd be at home watching some kids thing with my daughter, you know, and then the next thing, this really violent get, ad for a game or something would come on. I'd be like, but if you're targeting, mm. target, if you're mining my data and you're targeting ads towards me, can you not tell I'm watching a kids program? Like, why are you? So I was already kind of tuned into that and then to see how it kind of played out and then it was an out of court settlement, and then, then, then they brought in this YouTube kids thing. But like to me, it's kind of like, why did they have to wait? Like this idea of like retroactively fixing the stuff when I really think in the beginning, early on, they they, they could have been like a lot more responsible. And I think just probably the fact to go back to the capitalist thing, you know, they're, they're, it's an exploitative platform. So you know, to me, it's like it, it's gonna lead to, you know, bad news. Basically, I think.
1: Okay, clearly they have the ability, okay, because now now we see what all this COVID censoring, right, that they can, you know, judge, you know, right away they pick up, you know, even memes and stuff, they pick up right away so they could do it. Um, I had stumbled, a listener contacted me once who was looking into all these kind of things and they, they sent me some certain keywords you could type into Google that would bring up, it wasn't child pornography, but it was images of little girls and little boys, half naked, bathing suits, dancing around, all kind of stuff like that. And you had to be over, you had to prove you had to be logged in. You had to be over 21 to view these videos of an eight-year-old girl, okay? And her friends jumping around a pool, okay? And all the comments, and there would be millions of hits, nine million hits, man, on this video. And all the comments were men talking about masturbating and all kinds of, you know, there's no way they can't spot that and track that down and censor that. There's just no way. Yeah. No, because you know even, it's over twenty.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, no, even like even now, like you, like if you mentioned the word suicide straight away, your thing gets flagged. Like, the, like the stuff oh, really? gets processed on the way in. There's no way, and they had the, you I, I think you're right. Like they had that ability way early on. There's no way. So yeah, it's, it's. Um, Pretty crazy, but they, but they stuff. had monetized like those seven sisters. Like, I don't remember the exact name, but it was a big channel. Seven
1: sisters, and it was all little girls. And it turns out later on, these guys were molesting these little girls in real life. It wasn't just the video content, and that was a monetized account, you know, with, with tens of millions of uh, uh, subscribers, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts, um, and I mean, it, it's constantly kind of changing. I mean, I mean, Google, Google own youtube now I'm um, for a long yeah. time um and i'm, I'm kind of interested to see how now, i'm not sure if, if there's possibly similar stuff happening where you are but you know that they, they've really made a big push to the two-step verification now in google and it's like the 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 the, the um cashless thing has really, really since the pandemic now you can see it everywhere like it's just really really taken off um and I'm kind of curious now, like I know now, if I want to log into Google, um, if I log out and I want to log into my machine again, I have to have my mobile phone with me now.
1: Right, right, yeah, they, right. I've noticed that too recently So The cashless thing is way bigger over there in Ireland than it is over here. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah. you know, oh yeah, we still got plenty of cash here. Because Americans, you know, we got our guns, we'll shoot. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, certain things here, man, they're just grained into these people, you know. Oh, that's uh, and, and one taking cash is something that would freak out people if it was old. Yeah, you know? yeah. if, it's if not it was so- in your
0: face. I'm not it's not something I'm really that comfortable with either. But I have my I have found myself like I use, I rarely use I rarely rarely use cash now and it is a mm. the kind of the pandemic thing, but um I mean I remember Ed you telling the story about how, you know, back in the seventies or the eighties maybe where Back then, it was like you had your file of facts and you had all your contact details in there. And but right. if you were to lose that thing and somebody was to find it, th- like the, the damage at, at, to, that can be, that could be done with that was unbelievable. But now with a phone, it's like that's like you know yeah. a, a hundred times more um, potentially damaging now. Like, um, and it's like we're we're like attached to the things now. We're we're, we're totally attached to them.
1: If you if you want to have a good laugh, go back and listen to the old Mae Brussels show, where she starts talking about there's a thing called electronic mail, and they're going to be able to see your mail, <laughs> 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 and they're going to control and it. And she was terrified, but she was calling it electronic mail, not email, you know. Uh, so yeah, she was onto this kind of stuff. And, you know, if you go back and look into those guys, they, they were all worried about this stuff.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it is kind of we you know ten twenty years ago we could kind of a lot of people were looking at the way things were going and and has kind of gone that way and um like the crypto thing is something I'm very wary of I find it I find it seems like it I don't know I just don't trust it again it's an ex it's a, it's a, like just like an update rehash of, of 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 money you know where I don't know it just it just kind of it's just kind of like another one of these things that creeps me out and people are so excited about it. Um. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't wonder why. <clears throat> and then you got characters like Elon Musk pushing it, you know, you can't trust a guy like that. Yeah, exactly. No, it's funny. Right? We're talking about back in the seventies. I remember one time uh, we were walking through Manhattan, it was 1976. And I was with my friend Fred Gottbetter, who was a Yippie spokesperson, you know, uh, he's since passed away from AIDS and heroin addiction and stuff. But uh, we were walking through Manhattan and he says, you see that building? And he, there's a windowless building. Because you see that building? That's the NSA, the National Security Agency. And they can listen to every single phone call on the planet of the earth. And, you know, I, no one was talking about the NSA back in the 70s, but here was just such common knowledge by these street folks back then.
0: Mm.
1: And at that point, I just said, well, you know what, man, anything. Even if you can run around on payphones all day long, you know they—they they got everything. It's—it's it's all being
0: stockpiled someplace. Yeah,
1: uh, so there's really no privacy whatsoever.
0: Yeah, and we'd be kind of foolish not to kind of like just like face up to that fact because uh, yeah. it does. It just all gets dumped, you know. And there's it's 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 interesting now how I'm not sure the rest of the parts of the world were here the the, the the conversation started to pick up about how much. Like how bad the for the environment actually these massive uh, server kind of farms are. Like the amount of juice that it takes to keep these things running and and cooled and everything. They're actually talking about um like <laughs> like they I don't know. It sounds kind of bizarre, but I did hear somebody talking about how they're gonna like run. They could potentially like harvest the heat generated by yeah. these servers to heat homes. So like they they they've no intention in stepping it down really you know
1: um, well you know sure they potentially they could but they won't because they want to yeah. sell us oil <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know they're, 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 they'll never harm there's so many sources of energy the ocean has such, such energy coming off but are you kidding me yeah. uh, we did an experiment when Victoria was a kid um, for, for a school science project we we took a Hot Wheels track. And we put a little magnet on top of the car and we ran it around the track and then we made a wheel with magnets. And the, when the cars went underneath the wheel, it turned the wheel and we had a little tiny generator that we got from the uh, the, the science uh, shop, you know. And we generated electricity by cars driving under this magnet. And we got highways all over the world. We could be doing that all over the place. Trains, all, all yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff.
0: You're right, Chris so, Chris talks about the exact same thing and like he's brought it up and like, Oh man, they're never gonna they're not gonna buy that. It's just not gonna happen. But like there is a there is a push now to this to the, to, the, to the to the um these electric cars and stuff, but again I don't know, it's just very slowly, slowly this this the, the way the, the things are kind of moving. It kinda of, it's kinda of, you know, the fact that a lot of the solutions are already there and they're not being implemented I think is yeah. like it.
1: Well, the, the oil industry, by the way, 85% of the world has a nationalized oil industry, and it's only the most corrupt gangster countries like Russia, and the United States, and countries that are run by kings, <laughs> like the king of Saudi Arabia. These are the only countries with privatized uh, oil industry, where people are allowed to, to pump oil out from under my feet and sell it back to me. Like, and it's like it's a joke. Yeah. And when they talk about oh, Nestle wants to start selling us water back to, and people say, oh my god, that's outrageous. We, we, the oil industry has been doing that for the past uh, 100, 200 years, and no one's blinked an eye over it. Mm. And uh, and it seems that serious connections with CIA is controlling oil and the drug trade and stuff like that. And uh, it's, be, so, it's
0: it's be, it became normalized, is not it? It's just like we're just yes. like used to this idea that like oh, we need oil, we need this, and like it's you know, and then you know just. They these oil magnates, they,
1: they direct foreign policy, you know, who we invade, who we bomb. And anytime time a terror, by the way, I always thought about this, too. Any time a terrorist bomb goes off in the Middle East, that cr- increases the value of oil pumped in Oklahoma and Texas. So if I owned uh, an oil well in Texas or Oklahoma, of course, I would want terrorism over in the Middle East. The bombs going off because the cost of pumping, it doesn't change. But the value goes up because of the uh, un- instability in the markets. You know, yeah, that's and- all manipulated.
0: Yeah and I mean like when somebody's in a business just purely to make money surely they're going to try and make more money yeah. you know if that's kind of their model is it's not you know but um listen I tell you what Ed, we'll, we we we'll, we'll take a quick uh two three minute break and we'll we we'll be back with more from Ed Opperman digital forensics expert and private investigator and Super fabulous talk, radio show host, guys. you got to check out Ed's show, oppermanreport.com. Or, Ed, where's the, where's the best place these days right now to ch- check out the show?
1: Definitely Spreaker, Spreaker.com. That's where I send everybody, to. We're going to be doing something in the future, too, with Spreaker, too, where those ads that you hear for the AM, FM radio stations, we're going to take those off of the Spreaker, so you'll just be hearing the Spreaker ads, and people complain about the ads. But again, too, you can get everything 100% ad-free at Patreon, and there's plenty of free content up on Patreon too as well, as well as exclusive content that we have on Patreon just for Patreons.
0: Great. Okay, guys, and I really encourage you to go and check that out. Um, we will be back with more of the Calm Projects after these short messages. <laughs> And you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And you can find our podcast on spreaker.com, or you can find us in a lot of the usual podcast hangouts like spotify apple podcast audible but as ed said there spreaker is really the place to go and check us out and you know it'd really help us out a lot if you uh, if you signed up there and and follow us we could really do it to support going into the new year and if you'd like to email Cam projects you can do so at camprojects.info at gmail.com And with us today is Ed Opperman, private investigator and digital forensics expert. He's a true crime talk radio show host and person really worth checking out and supporting. He's got mountains and mountains and mountains of super high quality content. you got to go and check it out, guys. <music> very welcome back to the Calm Projects podcast. I'm your host, Shane McKay, and we're here with a brilliant guest, uh, as you already know, Ed Opperman. Uh, are you there, Ed? Are you back with us? I am here. I was brilliant enough to find my way back to the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: have to stumble around my house. <laughs> How's the new studio going, by the way? I don't know. I think it's, a, I still have a lot of problems. Um, as you know, because Shane's knows what's going on behind the scenes here, but there's so much. Uh, I go to bed at night, I wake up the next day, all well, my settings are changed, there's all kind of crap going on with me oh. in my life. You know? One of the reasons why I didn't have a, a cell phone for years is because uh, I would use, the, I would borrow one from a friend standing next to me because then, then if a subpoena came along, I could, kinda, <laughs> they couldn't subpoena my phone records. Right. So that was always helpful. So yeah, I got a lot of, uh, you know, stuff
0: going on over here. A lot of prompts. But uh, more of the same. Yeah, more of the same. So we're talking today about uh technology and we really got into mobile phones there um and we're talking about I suppose the impact that this stuff is having on on society and culture. And I I'd, I'd like to get into the social media uh side now a little bit eds. Um like Facebook is something that I've never been interested in. I've never been interested in using it um people and when, when, when people are kind of to be like well why and be like well it just doesn't i'm just don't like it i'm just i'm sorry but you know it's, it's 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 not my cup of tea but i find it really interesting now how um they've made their they've made their move you know over there uh they're now meta uh, <laughs> and they want to make this metaverse and um i find it interesting it looks like they're kind of like with the way it's been, i've heard it described is it's going to be more of a junction than a platform. I think they're kind of they're fed up down the platform thing. But their credibility, Facebook is like like so bad now. It's like the, I, and I don't know, did you see that story where they like they, they delete maybe 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 it wasn't everywhere, but I know here we heard that they deleted all their facial recognition data.
1: <laughs> no, I did not hear that. No, I did not hear that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but but it reminds me of um Uh, when we were little and we went to Disneyland one time in California and in in that imaginarium, the thing of the future, you go there and it was a little table. you could sit down and they could, they took your picture and then they emailed it to you. So they were creating a database, 30 million people a year go to Disney and they were creating this database of your picture and your email. And I just said, this is my God, how could people be so stupid to do this? You know? And it was that same thing too over at the uh, you know, that little car thing auto, automation uh where they at the end they'd give you a driver's license. So they're taking your picture and your name. <laughs> and your picture and your name. It's uh unbelievable. But now when you go into walking to Disney at the front door, they take your picture. But now it's they're not even trying to hide it anymore.
0: Yeah, well I mean there's cameras that are just everywhere now. And you know these like oh. new, you know the, the newer smart cameras. Like it's not something I've looked into a lot, but I can imagine like like where where, where they've gone with it now. I'm not I'm not sure actually. So a chance. There's a chance some of it's still kind of illegal in 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 the EU with with GDPR and stuff like that. Um, but like you know, the, the, there's there's just networks and networks of CCTV everywhere anyway. But to add on the smart technology and now the AI technology on top of all of that yeah. is is kind of scary, actually. Um, you know, I mean, where it could kind of go? I mean, I did kind of, we do like to add, we like, we like to keep things kind of like balanced, you know, like there's definitely, there's yeah. definitely like a lot of plus, pluses to the internet, but we do really need to cover this stuff. Because like, like you said, I mean, how, how can people be kind of so naive? But the reality is, is that it's so new. There's no precedent, there's no roadmap. And especially like we were saying for younger people as, as how to kind of, we got to get savvy. We got to get super savvy on this stuff now.
1: And, and promise, too, if you notice, our kids are more familiar with these things than the adults are. So, and, you know, and, and, and their minds are just being totally uh, uh, shaped and, and totally beyond a parent's control. I can remember raising a child when, when my daughter was little. And she would say a word that I, I knew I hadn't taught her this word. I mean, I said, well, where would you learn that word? <laughs> you know, and now you can just imagine you have to- you lost all control of it. It's just so beyond
0: yeah it's totally it's, we're totally saturated yeah we're totally saturated in it now, and I mean to get back to the social media thing like that's something that i've heard advocates um uh, for, for for on mental health especially for younger people they are they are ringing the bell right now saying this is an epidemic like this what's going on like how this is affecting kids like I actually kind of i i mean i don't you know you know me Ed, I, I, i'm not you know i'm not like a, I'm, far, I'm far from a fascist guy but i i I, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with kids. I don't know if that should really be legal for kids to have a phone. Like, um, I know it might, it might seem a bit, I don't know, is that kind of a, a radical step? But, I mean, well, I well, you know not- what? <coughs> Shane, <clears throat> one of the
1: things, I and mean, my, my daughter agrees, one of the things growing up, I never gave her video games, I never exposed her to video games, because you see these people, grown men, adults. What'd you do on, on PlayStation 40, what, what are, Fortnite? What is this crap you're wasting your time yeah. on? <laughs> are yeah, you really violent
0: it? stuff. Really a lot of violent stuff as well. And look, I don't don't get me wrong, things like that have a place and and and, and fine. But just for me, anything like that where it's like
1: kind of You know what, violence. man, I gotta say something. I don't think it has any place. You know, I really don't. And um, to waste your time on something like that, like, I'm, here I am, man, I got no time to do what I'm doing now. I got, I got a lot I want to get done. And to think I'm going to just throw away hours playing on a video game or sitting in front of a slot machine, punching, punching in numbers like that guy Paddock did, 19 hours at a, at a slot machine, uh, a convention, uh, you know, a, a tournament, 19 hours. And then he wonders why we he, he sued the casino, you know, October 1st shooter, Paddock, that guy. Okay. Okay. That it's a big mis it's a big mystery to everybody why he shot up all these people right. When meanwhile there's a lawsuit where he sued the casino for causing his depression for being at a slot machine for 19 hours and he did it several times. Uh, that's what made the guy crazy clearly. Uh, but you are not gonna they're never gonna report on that in Vegas. Hey, the cause of the shooting was the guy was a was brain damaged from from sitting in front of a slot machine for 19 hours.
0: Well, okay, no, I hadn't heard that, actually, yeah. <laughs> you'll never hear it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you'll never hear. you hear it on my show. Well, 19 hours, though, Ed. I mean, like 19 hours, with, with like, with, like, isn't it like they say when people come out of those casinos sometimes, they're so disorientated um, because they haven't, yeah. they've, they've lost touch with, like, where, where, what time of day is it? And don't they continue to kind of get offered drinks in some of these places and stuff? And it's just... Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And and there's all there's patterns in the carpets, there's patterns in the lighting, um that hypnotize it and cause it to stay in there longer. There's a the temperature. Um, but if you I don't know if you ever played Joker poker, but you consider it a Joker poker machine and after a while your finger's going so fast you're not even making good judgments anymore. You're just, you know, going yeah, faster and it's, faster. It's, and it's, faster.
0: It's, it's worth bringing up because like I, I mean I I have heard like um some of the pioneering tech companies when they were putting these platforms together they went and they studied like this kind of stuff yeah yeah totally and
1: sense they they pump certain scents you know uh, smells you know into the casino and then you have these women walking around these cocktail waitresses and these provocative outfits sexual stimulation it's all all
0: this is not they they know what they're doing yeah you know it's all about impulse kind of isn't it it's like impulsive behaviour absolutely yeah yeah um so that's the Facebook stuff. I'm kind of really curious how that's going to play out. Um but it always seems like it's something if it's not one thing it's something else with them. Uh but oh there was a good one actually was the um <laughs> Okay, we're totally not sponsored by Ray-Ban, but did you see that uh the Ray-Ban story glasses or whatever? That was that, Have you
1: seen those? No, I haven't. What's that? <laughs> but,
0: oh, you're going to love this, man. But, uh, it's like Ray Ban glasses in yeah. partnership with Facebook that has two cameras either side, um, but don't worry, you'll know when the cameras are on because they have two little lights that like turn on to let people know that when they're actually recording. I don't know if the idea is you can stream directly to your Facebook, but I think the, the, this thing on the ads like hit 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 the same like, and in a day or two, like people a lot of people are kind of up in arms saying, "No, this is just this is going to be a total privacy nightmare." Um, and it's died down. I haven't heard much about it since.
1: Actually, I, I do remember that story. And it's funny for Zuckerberg to say, well, don't worry, you'll know when the cameras are on. When they caught him at the gym there and he had a piece of tape over his camera on his laptop. Yeah, multiple <laughs> so, times. Yeah, yeah. Multiple yeah. times,
0: isn't it? And he's yeah. been asked about it. And he's like, well, yeah, and they can watch us. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You would know, <laughs> I suppose. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I again, I mean... It's like there are, there's a lot of really good stuff, but th- these pitfalls we really have to be aware of. And we ha- I really think as a culture and, and as a society and globally, we have to be like very vigilant with this stuff because if we just let it run rampant, that's totally what's going to happen. It's already a bit of a rabid kind of mutant out there. Um, it's gotten... Like the saturation level is is actually kind of quite worrying. Uh, it, all these things could, could be used for good, you know? Uh,
1: all this technology could be used for good, uh, but as long as it's controlled by people whose motivation is to take money from my pocket and put it into their pocket and to control my life and to and, and motivate me to spend my money and direct the, my, my labor and keep me. You know, one of the things too, we're talking about how uh, this eight hour work day and this uh, five day work week is designed again. Uh, to keep us so tired and exhausted and distracted that once we have a minute of time off, that we splurge and spend up all our money to entertain ourselves, uh, abandon, uh, because we're, we're living like slaves. You know, we're living like slaves and and all these things are tools of slavery to control us even more. Now, they could be if we could liberate ourselves and take control of these things, then we could we could be living a, a life of, uh, you know, ease and pleasure and and. You know, Shane, uh, I was thinking about this, too, that the number one people say, well, and those things will never work because people are that's not our our manner. That's not our our, we're not built like that. Uh, That's not our nature. But it actually is the main goal in every person's life is to find a wife, to find a husband, to find a love of your life and raise happy, healthy children. This is our main thing. This is what we're designed to do. Not to dog eat dog in the jungle warfare and to, you know, uh, the animal kingdom. No, but uh, we're based on love and, and compassion, and nurturing little babies into, into adults. So we can, if we could just somehow uh, wrest control of uh, the levers of power, uh, we
0: could have a life
1: of love and sharing,
0: you know, uh, people, yeah. go ahead. I, I, I saw a great quote there actually I came across, um, uh, and it was, um, the sooner the world, uh, learns that the, 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 it was something along the lines of, it's a, it's a quote from Jimi Hendrix and, and, mm-hmm. and apparently the Cherokee peoples that, uh, the power, as soon as we tune into the power of love, as opposed to the love of power. That's when we're gonna see peace, real peace, like sustainable kind of, um, you know, kind of thing. i um, and I, 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 I am encouraged though that there are like things are do seem to be gradually kind of. And we was talking about this ad about we are seeing like the fruits of good works now that are kind of. But we got it's an ongoing thing. We got to kind of really keep it, stay on top of it, and keep going. And like you look at like a company like Apple, okay. And for me, that's a company like their model is just based on pure exploitation. It's all about exploitation. And if they're a company that were on my radar uh, a long time ago being in the sound business because they, uh, well, studio sound say, and what, they, what they, really, they really tried to, the same way they did with video and Avid, they really, really tried to corner the market in the sound game and the music game. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, the same way with the Apple iPhone or or, or these different things that it's like, you know, like you're not. Well, they've changed it now. I'm going to get on to the right to repair. But how, you know, you can't um, you can't get your your Apple phone repaired. It has to be done by one of their guys. And if you try and open it up, well, you void your warranty and Mm -hmm. you basically can't get it fixed. And I saw them implement models like that where it was all about cornering the market so as a company and our model I don't there's a. I. I, I, I don't find them um, very tasteful you know and uh, but I'm, I'm very encouraged to see this right to repair movement really start to pick up momentum and I, I mean they've been that's an old movement it's not a new thing at all and um, there was a there's a thing here I think it's an EU an EU-wide directive uh, I don't know if you've heard of this where they want to have a universal charger and it was something that was put to Apple like in 2007 2008 and they were like no 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 this is going to cause more waste if we try and have this universal charger and it's looking like it's going to save the consumer quarter of a billion a year just by standardizing this 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 uh, charger, and they were trying to say like, no no, this will ca- cause more waste. But I don't really see how that computes. Like that, you know, if people don't need to keep going out and buying extra cables and new cables, like I mean, I talked about it before about how you know when I was in college and I learned how to solder things and how to fix things, but that's gone now. Now what they're teaching now is like, here's how to make a mobile app, you know, so. It's it it is a do. I really do think it's a double edged sword. And you're right. You know we can use these things for good, but it we got to be vigilant with this stuff. Um,
1: yeah, you can't fix your car yourself unless you go out and buy one of those computers to to plug in and and do the diagnostics. And those things like seven thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. You
0: know? And that's a monopoly. That's like just like they're actively oh. trying to monopolize on it. And uh, we got. I mean, it's it's the same thing again. Just more more trying to corner markets. Um, I mean, I'm really tuning into this idea, this non, non-exploitative kind of, kind of thing. So it'd be kind of interesting to see. I, what, what was the story with um, Dor- Jack Dorsey? Now he stepped down from Twitter. And that was kind of an interesting move. Um, like it was kind of it was kind of it was leaked. I think. Did you see that, Ed?
1: Yeah, if I heard about it first from Lauren Boebert. Okay, nice. <laughs> the right wing nut with the guns, you know, obsessed okay. with, and her husband's flashing his penis at little kids. Oh my god! You know, uh, yeah, and she's the one I saw her mention this on Twitter that he was leaving. Uh, I, you know, let me tell you something that it, that's always struck me. um I used to be part of this group of uh, search engine optimization and internet marketers uh, called the Warrior Forum, and. um I remember when Twitter first came out, the first week that Twitter came out, they were all saying, everyone's got to get your Twitter handle. Get in there. This is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And I says, well, how, why, what are they talking about? How is this thing going to be huge? What is it? You know, how do they know it's going to be huge? And I found out later that these guys, there were some top guys behind this forum, this warrior forum, uh, who are Internet marketers. And what they had done was uh, they had remember that the Acacia Berry. Right. And, and the Katy Berry showed up on Oprah Winfrey Show and they did these stories and it was great for everything. It was uh, an uh, antioxidant. you could lose weight with it. Uh, they had diet pills and teas. These guys paid for that study. <laughs> these guys paid for the study that said that this berry would solve all your problems they got it on oprah and they were ready to go they had the teas they had the pills the vitamins they, it was all a giant marketing plan it was structured from start to finish and these are the same guys that are telling us to go out and sign up to twitter okay this there's forces out there of media manipulation and social engineering that also capitalists, these major capitalists have a way of uh, of going in there and and utilizing that we just think are just, guys, just like, we thought we were guerrilla war- warriors. We thought we were guerrilla uh, marketers, you know, trying to use the system against it itself. But meanwhile, it was all uh, controlled. It was all controlled uh, marketing.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's it. Um like it is the internet it is like a big shop really at the end of the day like um yeah you know
1: and, and what really drove the internet porn pornography you know what really uh would advance the internet you know the the, the pornography market the, the business which is a billion dollar industry
0: yeah yeah and that kind of gets um kind of gets forgotten about a bit actually sometimes it's like for something that's so big it like it's what we hear a story like once or twice, a big story like once or twice a year, but there's probably God only knows how many how much stuff going on in the background that we don't hear about. Mm-hmm. Um like I found that one interesting, wasn't it? Like during the pandemic, like one of the one of the well well known sites, uh they started giving out giving out free uh free 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 free, free porn for everybody. You know? You just oh got, really? yeah. Oh, you yeah. remember? Yeah, it was like you just gotta sign up and give us your credit card details.
1: Right. You well, know. Yeah, Well, uh, all those Pornhub, you know, it's owned by one company. One guy owns yeah. all of that stuff, and uh, it's very interesting too. Is that uh, one of these major pornographers went on to own uh, one of these internet privacy domain privacy companies? Okay, and uh, you know that's owned by a. <laughs> and it came out of that business, and it's not as private as people think.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, nothing <laughs> is. It I, like I, like it doesn't matter what it is. It's like it's all. I don't know where. Uh... Yeah, it's funny, like they talk here, like it's all, everyone got bangs on about GDPR, like privacy online. It's like, there is no privacy online. There is online, no privacy online. You know? There so is it's no like, no what was them? Actually, this is something that wasn't in my notes, but it's a good one to cover is like things like, you know, that Signal app and these other uh, WhatsApp right. spin off groups and um, like, you know, like one or two people try and tell me like, you know, oh, you got to get on this thing. You know, they're not they're not ha- harvesting your data. And stuff. So I was like, man, just the very fact that you think you're safe on there means you're so not safe, you know?
1: It's so true. Yeah, there's back doors into all that stuff. There's yeah. just no way. Yeah, I can tell you going way back uh, to the 80s or, or the, really the 90s back in New York when I was in the beeper business, all the guys from the beeper business were in the alarm business because it was that same monthly recurring billing. So people that were in the alarm business, uh, selling that uh, monthly monitoring uh, service, would uh, went into the beeper business. These guys were selling people's alarm codes. <laughs> it's backdoors it's built into all those alarm codes. Uh, the CIA wants to get into your place, man. They got all the codes. They can make a copy of your key. You know, it's, it's just uh, there's no there's no privacy. There's no security
0: no and back to what I said like you've just got to be savvy like if we think that we're like the safer we think we are probably the, the, like the, and more trouble we are because we're really not safe when it comes to this stuff and you got to be really really vigilant You know, I know I've said that a few times already today on the show but like it really is the case hey, if anything you're drawing more attention to yourself like by, by standing up to a, 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 pri- a super privacy exactly a, a, that's it and yeah. there was like some really big sting operations that were, like I didn't follow the, 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 the stories like super close but it was like literally like a week or two after this, it was all the rage. It was like, oh, get on this thing. It was like, oh, this yeah. thing happened and that thing happened and and then this yeah. other
1: thing happened. And uh, I think one of these places was set up for, for the whole Trump crowd. You know, with this guy, the guy was sketchy as you know as you can possibly get it set up the company. No. You know. And then there was that whole, that story behind the scenes with Silk Road, you know, and the, the dark web about that DEA agent who was shaking them down for money. And all he did was just, he, he sent them a picture of his badge and then they were releasing information to him and uh, he was shaking them down. That guy, not, by the way, that guy, no charges or nothing. We, we know this guy was shaking them down for cash. He was, was exposed, never charged with anything. Still active DEA agent right now.
0: Well, that's pretty bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah. There's a
1: show coming up called uh, uh, Bone Deep. I, I just interviewed this lawyer uh, from, uh, I think it was Indiana, something like that. Um, I think it was, no, uh, St. Louis, St. Louis. It was. And uh, what a case, man, where this guy got railroaded for his wife's murder and all the clues led to this woman who had just uh, become the beneficiary of his wife's insurance policy four days before the murder. It's like a trail of breadcrumbs that is murderer but they put the husband in jail he was awaiting trial three years in jail got convicted the first time they had a second trial and he finally got out of there but just the, one of the most bizarre cases I've, I've ever seen of a criminal
0: case I don't know is it with stuff like that is there just is is it that there's stuff going on in the background that just yeah. like we don't hear about and we're not able to hear about it because there's kind of cogs in motion legally and stuff and all this kind of
1: yeah, even uh, I've been involved in a lot of criminal defense work. And, uh, and even when the, the the real defense, you know, but you can't use the real defense because it just this doesn't sound good. <laughs> it doesn't look good. And this is a better defense. So we're going to make up this whole story of what the defense is. And there's that. Now, a lot of times there's political motivations going on in the background and, and shady deals and defense attorneys who make deals with prosecutors. OK, oh, we're going to convict this guy. But I got this other guy. I really need to get him off. You, know, if you let him go. So there's all kinds of stuff, the shenanigans that goes on. And they laugh about it. You go to the bars where these uh, lawyers hang out uh, near the courthouse and they're just laughing about it. Yeah. Big joke.
0: Payoffs. Yeah. yeah. And I think it kind of reminds me a little bit, like things like this, like back to what we were saying, it's like, well, when 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 legally there hasn't been precedent set, it depends, like if people are in the know about these things, they totally capitalize on it. There's no getting away from that. Exactly. Um, it's a little bit like it reminds me about uh, here in, in Ireland, uh, with mobile phones and the mobile phone companies, it was revealed that we were paying way, way, way over the the the, the, the rate compared to the rest of Europe. It was like us and Iceland. And like Ireland's kind of known as being a fairly chatty kind of nation, you could say. Um, and so we spend a lot of time on the phone. So it was like, how are we paying the highest rates if we've got like the highest, nearly the, the we, I think it was like the, one of the highest call rates, you know. And what it was, as far as I could see, these companies knew there was a day coming down the line. They knew that it was going to get regulated and it was a case of let's milk this thing as much as yeah. we can while we can. And it, got, it does go back to this again, this capitalistic just, you know, make money, make. It's not really make money, it's extract money, extract money. Steal money, money yeah, steal, yeah. Yeah, steal money, yeah. yeah.
1: When I first got into the cell phone business um, early 2000 or 1999 around that time, um, there was this thing where um, you could choose your own long distance provider. So what I did was I went to all the long distance companies so I can get a commission on which long distance service I, I signed up my people to. And I would sign them to the one I got the most commission for. So I started seeing these reports at the end of the month and people who I knew I signed up for long, like my sister, I just signed up my sister to your company. Where is my commission on her long distance bill? It, so and, oh, and that's a big company. That's MCI. They would never, they, they're too, you know, they would never steal a petty, they were ripping us off like blind all over the place. And, you know, it's... And that, they know, the biggest, they
0: they totally that, know what they're at. Like, it's like, you know, it's yeah. like, again, it's like, let's just make the most of this while we can because it's like, it's like mini little gold rush, you know, but it's coveted, you know, it's kind of like, oh, we'll just keep this, you know, don't let the, don't let the cat out of the bag on this one, you know, we still got to, we got to milk this one. And the
1: bigger these companies are, the more they do it because they can get away with it more. Yeah. Look at the whole, all my shows with with uh, Hoffenberg, you know, Tower Financial. They had Rudy Giuliani on the payroll for $1 million a year just to keep the SDNY off their back. And it worked for many, many years until he started poking around the wrong places. And and who was left holding the bag? Hoffenberg. Epstein walks away. Darren Endek, all these other guys walk away. And Hoffenberg winds up going to jail.
0: What's the latest on that, Ed? Is there much news? I know that the case is kind of um we didn't did I think the um did the, the defense prosecution, re- or prosecution re- rested, was it?
1: Prosecution rested on Friday. The last witness was Annie Farmer, who's a sister of uh, Maria Farmer, and Hoffenberg's very close to both of them. I'm doing a show every Friday night now with Hoffenberg on case updates for the week. And I'm interviewing a, a fellow too from Twitter, uh, uh Big Fish is his Twitter name, and he, he follows the trial very closely. Um, I don't know, man. Um, a lot of people seem to be confident. I'm not that confident. And when you see, uh, pictures of, um, defendant in, in a criminal case and you see a picture of her sitting on the Queens, oh, you sent me that picture as a matter of fact, Shane is yeah. the one McKay is the one who sent me that photo mm-hmm. of, uh, Epstein and Maxwell sitting on the, the cabin. And then there's a picture of, uh, the queen of England sitting at the same bench on the same cabin. Now, the way this stuff works, and I was talking to Haverberg about this, because I know a lot about how these pictures are sold to tabloids and how they're brokered and stuff like that. They've been doing this for a long time. And I know for 100% fact that at one point in this discussion, that photograph was shopped to the the Queen of England and the palace, and, and hey, would you like to buy this picture that we're about to sell to these tabloids? So for whatever reason, they declined. And I can tell you, too, there's pictures of Harry all over Vegas, man. Harry was a big character in Vegas. There's a bunch of pictures of him <laughs> no mm-hmm. one's ever seen. Right. OK, and I've talked to some of these girls in those pictures and they're afraid to talk to anybody about it mm-hmm. uh, for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the queen was offered that picture and she declined to silence it. And the tabloids who did take possession of it chose during the week of trial. The, the last day of trial, just about the last day of the prosecution's defense to so put that picture out, and I believe that's a signal to prosecutors and judges and everybody that they, they're with us. Okay, so watch your step. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm very concerned about what's going to happen with this trial. And even if she does get convicted, I don't even believe she'll be sitting in jail. I think these people take care of their own.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any assumptions about it until it all plays out because it's all just yeah. stunk from the beginning anyway so true man yeah listen Ed I, I, I don't really want to let you go I'd keep you on the air here but I know you gotta you, you're, you're gonna be packing soon you got some stuff to attend to but is there anything else you would kind of want to get into quickly before or are we good no, I'm good I need a nap yeah, yeah <laughs> I'd yeah, take a nap yeah. before so far it. Okay. We'll look. But listen, it's, it's
1: great to talk to you Shane it's always great yeah. to talk to you man ah, yeah.
0: thank you for everything Oh, no, not, not at all but th- th- thanks for coming on today I know you're a busy guy and really appreciate you taking the time out to come on and chat with us Um, we love to we, lo- we, we love to listen and I, I would say to the audience again go and check out the Opperman Report com. that's right
1: keep an eye on the Opperman Report because we're going to have Shane and Chris come on as a guest uh, as soon as um, I get back from DC
0: yeah thanks Ed that's a, that's a great invite for us to have Um, and t- and, and thanks for all the encouragement and, and, and the support as well Ed um, it really uh really makes a big difference when we all like we like to say around here is to help each other help us all and that's really all we want to do is just to help each other i don't really see why there's a problem why anybody should be yeah. uh, uh, in two minds about that but anyway ed listen thanks a million again and um i hope you enjoy the rest of the month and uh, and keep well please thank you brother good night good night ed thank you thanks so much there you go, guys. That's Ed, Ed Opperman uh, from oppermanreport.com. You can find his show uh, on spreaker.com. And he's also on Patreon. So they're probably the two best places to go and check Ed out. He's, like I said, he's got mountains and mountains of stuff. Um, You heard him mention, like, fairly high-profile case there. That's in the news right now. He's giving a bit of coverage on that. Well, actually, he's given a lot of coverage in the past, but he's doing it right now as well, as soon as the case is going on. I tend to kind of agree with what he's saying there. I don't think we should just, like, take it for granted that um, we're going to see justice kind of carried out swiftly and fairly because that hasn't been how it's it's been kind of playing out. But sure, we'll see. We live in hope, isn't it, anyway? We try to, at least, (laughs) anyway. So I'll do the usual and pull up the old bumper here. And and Chris Sneed, we missed you today. We missed you, buddy. Um, but we got it covered. I think, didn't we? Yourself and myself, we got. We 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 we've gone over quite a lot of this kind of internet, social media, tox, toxicity, potential tox, toxicity that. Uh, society seems to be kind of saturated in right now so like we said we've got to stay vigilant on this stuff guys and if there's anybody out there who'd like to get in touch with the CAM projects you can do so at camprojects.info at gmail.com and you can find our podcast on spreaker.com you can also find us on spotify audible apple Podcasts, google Deezer, and we'll get some clips and stuff like that on youtube um but if you do want to if you want to really kind of help give us a leg up spreaker.com is the place to go and do that so without further ado i wish you all the best and please like we said if you can help each other help us all